0: And we are back with another yes. exciting episode of the Such A Voice podcast. And my guest, again, is accomplished voiceover talent, alumni of Such A Voice, James Seawood. Thanks for being back hey. with us for part two. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you bet. So we're going to kind of continue the conversation. And mm-hmm. if you didn't hear, James kind of told us his story in our last episode about coming through the Such A Voice program and transitioning into being a full-time voice actor and even some of the, the, the highs, the lows, the, the good, the bad, the ugly. And today we're gonna talk, reflecting back a little bit onto a Such A Voice blog that is called "Begone Imposter Syndrome that if you go to our website, suchavoice.com and you click on blog, you can find this blog by Carolyn Turner. And I think this is such an interesting subject because I hear a lot of times when people make their first call to me, you know, they'll say this to me. Like, I think I suffer from imposter syndrome or I think I can do this, but I really don't know that I can. Or I I run around doing funny, crazy voices. Therefore, I think I can be a voice actor, um, but I really don't know. Or, Or more importantly, when you actually get into it and you start doing it, and you might start doing that compare and despair thing like, oh, well, there's that person and there's that person that has a similar voice to me and why are they working and I'm not or things like that. And am I showing up and do I really know what I'm talking about? And I think the surest way to start to learn about knowing what you, talk, you are talking about and walk the talk is to get good cr- training and coaching. Don't buy a microphone and think you can do this, right? Which many people do. What do you think, James?
1: I agree. People want to just kind of pick it up.
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: (sighs) the thing is, it's not, I feel like you need some training because it's not likely, even if you have natural talent, it's just Mm -hmm. not likely that you're going to right out the gate be able to compete. Yes. You know, because this is, you know, this is a competition. You know, so... You got, You really need to bring your best self to mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, to it's the It's a
0: competition, yet I don't want people to think about focusing on that. It's kind of like um, you're running your own race in many, many ways. But yes, your voice is being listened to against other voices. So you know, how the, do you, how do you, let's talk about that for a minute, because that's yeah. one of the things that, that intimidates people from starting, I think.
1: You know what? I like it. Yeah. So. It's
0: so getting, maybe getting a little <laughs> fire in your belly. Yeah. This is good. This is good advice. Like, you like know? instead of going, oh, I don't want to be in a competitive, really. What isn't competitive, right? You want to go right. be a nurse. That's competitive. You want to go. Yeah. You gotta, l- listen, uh, my son wanted to get a job waiting tables. That wasn't so easy. You know, you got to show up. Right. And I think you just used a word. I think you got to bring your best self. I, I talk so. so, yeah, I talk so yeah. much about authenticity, authenticity. That is what people want. Clients want to hear a relatable voice. They want to feel like they're being talked to yeah. and believe it or not, weirdly, it's not so easy to pick up a script and bring your authentic self, right?
1: No, that's a skill you, gotta you, gotta a skill to you got to learn. You got to learn how to do
0: that. That's a skill you got to learn. Because
1: it's not like you work around, you walk around in life reading a script, right? But they want you to speak as if these are your words. So that's a hundred percent. That is not a that's not a natural thing. Just because you can read doesn't mean you can do that.
0: And that's, you know the yes, yeah. so that's true. a skill is
1: much harder than it seems like it would be.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. You uh. know, one of my favorite things. Uh, is to teach this master class that is part of our such a voice of VIP program. Mm. If you're ever evaluated and you get to come into it. And honestly, it's been, it's evolved. And we have sort of an imposter syndrome story that I will tell about when I taught my very first masterclass. Because mm. <laughs> it's a six-hour class. And we did them live. We used to do them live. We do them online now, which is a million times better for various reasons. But when we did them live, it was also great because who doesn't love that human connection and being in the room with other people and watching the progress as each actor got up and did an exercise and improved voice actor. And he's, each person might uh, do a script and watching the progression of the first read to the last read and doing that in a group. So I go to, I'm, I'm slated to do my first masterclass and I call James and I'm like, Am I, what am I doing? Like, I totally had imposter syndrome. I'm like, am I a master at this? And James sent me a voice message that said, Justine. Will you say it? (laughs)
1: Justine, you are the master.
0: (laughs) And I laughed and I played some Lizzo and I really was the master. And honestly, um, I love teaching the master class. And the reason, Uh. you know, we don't realize at a certain point in our lives that we have prepared for something. We didn't maybe know where it was going. You know, 20 years ago, when I walked, I knocked on a I got sent to one of my first voiceover auditions at a place called the Voicecaster in Los Angeles, in Burbank, and it's still there. And I just, because I had sort of the naivete of youth and the excitement, and I was manifesting something like you talked about last week, and I really didn't know what it was yet, but I knew I needed to be around the environment. So yeah. I knocked on the door. You know, this is back when voiceover casting places were more in use. They just don't hardly exist anymore. And someone opened the door and I said, hey, um, I would love to get a job here. And they're like, great, we need a booth operator. And I was like, what's a, what's a booth operator? And they're like, we're going to teach you. And I'm like, okay. And I don't know, I got paid something like 10 bucks an hour. And I was psyched because I was around voiceover. Not only go. that, I had to record people and... Give them direction, which was like, what did that teach me? Well, that taught me how to direct myself. Yeah. Which was not something I needed so much then. I mean, of course, you always need it, right? Because if you can self direct, even when you're being directed, you got to be able to take that direction quickly and put it, make that adjustment, right? So that's why we talk about coachability. But how did you learn that? You know? Because you had to learn that, did you feel like you started to learn that in coaching sessions? As you learned to be in the booth by yourself, and your coach was not there, right? So you had that half an hour, hour a week, and then all of a sudden you, you're recording by yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, my background is in music, right? So that helps. That's wh- that's where a lot of it came to. So my my listening was already honed in. Mm-hmm. For by the time I do it, I started doing voiceover. I'd probably been doing music for like. Fifteen
0: years, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
1: something like that. So I was using my okay. listening, that part of my brain, constantly. So then, so
0: so that is yeah. really. I just want to. I love that word, listening. And I think maybe in my webinar I talk about how listening is really important when you're doing voiceover because you're sort of creating the illusion of a conversation with nobody there, which mm-hmm. is like the ultimate acting exercise in a way you have nobody feeding you and you're reading so you don't have the memorization this is the skill of learning what i call the three p's james i coined Mm -hmm. the three p's which are pitch pacing and physicality let's put a fourth p in there the pause the pause is where we it's not just a space it's filled with something and that usually is going on in your head maybe there's a breath maybe there's a verbal cue but we pause when we think of the next thing to say, just like I'm doing now. But we're reading a script. So how do we make that? I mean, there's no recipe for this except practice and working with a coach. <laughs> don't you think?
1: Yeah, because it just... I'm trying to think of my process. Because, I mean... <clears throat> it's been so things, long. The, you,
0: you the, the whole idea is we want to do it naturally without yeah. thinking. Yeah, because I, I
1: don't really think about it anymore. I guess I'm just real practice. So I don't. I, when I'm doing it, I'm not really right. thinking a lot. I'm more... In motion, but even like the pauses. Yep. Man, I wish I had some.
0: Well, just uh, what you did right there. You went, (sighs) that sometimes in an appropriate place, that breath could be something you bring to a voiceover. That the client goes, oh man. And this is what I like to tell students too. The things that you do with your audition may not stay in the final cut. Or Absolutely your, Or your not. final session, but it might help <laughs> right. you book the job. Don't yeah, yeah, you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I have an example. Can you think of an example of that? Of something that you did in a that was not written in the script. By the way, none of this stuff is in the script. It's what we do between the words. That's yeah. about interpretation. And I love the fact, James, that you just said, I don't even know what my process is anymore. I feel the same way. But we do have a strategy to teach it to you that with practice, and that's what I never knew the strategy and sort of a roadmap. And I do think that's what we do at Such A Voice very, very, very well, that if you practice this roadmap, like a four-point analysis of a script, then you learn about pitch and pacing, then you learn how to do exercises that bring natural uh, speech and breath and maybe a verbal cue or a laugh that just works.
1: It's funny because you said the four Ps and I'm like, oh, that's, the thing. That's it. Yeah.
0: Those you like my are four the, Ps. You like that. Those right?
1: are, yeah, those are the variables.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's it. Good. Yeah, that oh, look at that. Let's repeat them, okay? okay? Pitch, pacing, how fast or slow I say something, physicality, using your facial expressions, your hands. Oh yeah. You find your own things too. Like what works for me might not work for James, right?
1: And then and then there's another side of the physicality not moving at all it depends like really yes. intentionally not moving if you want something to really oh, really man. hit the person especially if you want to get intense don't move at all
0: don't move at all <laughs> it's free and yeah. and here's another one <laughs> that i think is really confusing for people yeah. you think you get a script when you're starting out in voiceover how many students did you you know early on that tried to pronounce every single consonant every single vowel everything you know That's not always how we speak. Now, different kinds of scripts that might work better in different kinds of scripts, right? Like, uh, talk about that a little bit. When is it more appropriate to articulate?
1: The level of, uh, what, enunciation, right? I guess it depends. Mm -hmm. I probably pronounce the words a little more crisp when I'm doing like a business video.
0: hundred percent. I was just going to say that. Anything financial. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause because you're deal, you got to think about your audience, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're dealing some- with something financial, like I did something for a investor, uh, a guy that was doing a, a whole pitch for how to use uh, tax dollars to invest in solar. So he was talking high end, very wealthy clientele yeah. that was going to watch this. And that was a situation where I wouldn't, I would, if I had the word, you know, I want to do something, I would have said, I want to, as opposed to, I want to, on a commercial? I might say, I want to go to the store. Yeah. So you got to think about those things. And again, that comes naturally with posture as well, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's like a game time decision. Yes. You know, because what I do, I look at what they write. It's funny. I don't put all that much thought into what they write. Right,
0: because you're doing <clears throat> it naturally all the yeah, time every like, day. And that's where we want you new voice actors to get to. Yeah. But you gotta do this with repetition. Like
1: like when they describe the audition, I'm like, okay, I gotta I I, I take that as a range of a feeling. I'm always mm-hmm. just trying to get a get a gauge on what feeling they want the listener to feel, right? So, so you saying that,
0: feel, I sometimes say tone. So so feel or tone. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. Um you know, just as an actor, what I'm supposed to embody, right? So, and when I'm doing this, it's not always. It's, it's interesting to me thinking about my process. It's not always words. Like I don't try to put words to it. It's a feeling. So I I look at it, I read the script,
0: uh-huh.
1: get the the feeling very present in my mind. Mm. Then I start. And when I do it, if I'm doing an audition, the chances of me reading it. Even if it's fifteen seconds, more than three times, it's it's not gonna happen.
0: Right.
1: But I'm but I'm very much present. I'm very much in the mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. and I'm giving it all. So by the time we get to that, you know, the first read, maybe I'm trying to just work it out in real time. The four yep. Ps, all those variables.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Usually, the second take is the take. The third take, maybe there's a few things I want to edit in or something like that, and then we're done. Right. A- but but you got to do it like that because you know, you got to plant enough seeds.
0: That's right. You, know, so you can't be, take all day. You can't, you, you can't, can't take, take an hour, but in the beginning you might take a little longer as you, as you refine your own process, just like James is now. And yeah. I am too. I don't, it's fun to teach it because it helps me break it down. That's why I have yeah. come up with all these acronyms and stuff for students, but that's why, and that's how I stay. I get better,
1: you know, I feel, you know what though, even yeah. early on, I feel Uh like perfect practice, perfect Mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. And you absolutely need to get out of your own way.
0: Now, certain things
1: like editing, that might take you a little bit more time to to learn how to do. Mm -hmm. But speaking, you already know how to do that, you know, on on some (laughs) level. Maybe it's not going to be the best every time, but, you know, you you already know how to do that. So execute perfectly, you know, at least in my method. You know, I get on, get it done, and we're out of there because you need to work to being able to get it done quickly and to an excellent level. Right. But there's no way to do that other than running the numbers. Repetition. That's the
0: numbers. And that's you know, why if you take yeah. your coaching seriously, you can run, you can work, start to work on that in your mm-hmm. coaching session so that when you transition to the audition process, you're already developing your process. Yeah. You've worked on it with your yeah. coach. You've been in the studio, you've recorded a demo And in terms of the technical, I just want to plug for our home studio advisor team because they are unbelievable and the most patient people I have ever met. Because (laughs) as James knows, tech is not my favorite thing because I grew up in the voiceover world of other people recording me and I just walked out the door and went on to the next thing. So it's not my favorite thing, but I have learned to like it and find a creative process in it and working with Ben Marnie, Kathy Colas, and they're very patient, and you will get that private time. So anyone that's afraid of the tech, don't be. We got you. You know, should you get to the point that you're going to start working on this, that's part of where I think other programs don't have that kind of support. There's a different team member to deal with every aspect. There's your one-on-one coach. There's your master class teacher. There's a tech person that's going to help you. There's a demo producer.
1: Yeah, you know that's yeah. that's
0: that's a different animal too. Going yeah. from working with your coach to producing your demo.
1: Yeah, such a voice definitely has specific people in all those roles, um, right. specialized. So that's, that's right. definitely and cool. a post
0: production team. You don't have to worry about any of that. You were going to say something.
1: You know, I was going to say this is something we were talking about earlier, but I thought about it because I know the competition where it may like freak some people out.
0: But the <laughs> thing- gotta, yeah, let's let's uh, talk about it.
1: Okay, so the thing that's different about this. You know, this voiceover thing of submitting auditions, for mm-hmm. anybody that's kind of timid with competition, like you're not physically next to anybody. You, yes. you know what I mean? So it's all right. You're just yes. pressing you're just pressing submit. You know, so you, you don't know. You know what? To... I
0: love that you brought that up. Yeah, it's James, different. because when I started It wasn't like that. I walked into a lobby and I was like, look at that person. Oh, that person. I know I've seen her on camera before. Oh, my God. You know, and all those things, all that things. Oh, that messes with your head. (laughs) Yeah. And we don't have, that's where we have control, y'all. We have so much more control.
1: All you do is press submit and go to the next one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's right. I like to say my catchphrase, and I think I've mentioned it on other podcasts send it and forget it. It's over. Just like James. Yeah, it's over. Move on. And then the happy surprise might come in, you're on a veil, check the dates, booking. Great. But if you keep that attitude and have fun, have fun in the audition. I I talk to casting people both on camera and voiceover, and they want to hear the joy, right? The fact that you're having fun. And so... um, And clients too. I'll yes, tell you what,
1: like, like directed sessions with clients. I feel like my clients, a lot of them come back to me because we're having a good time in the session. That's it. You know, I mean, you gotta people, keep a keep a yes. good attitude. It's just yes. like being a coworker. Like, if people like you, because a lot of my clients, they could go get anybody. They got budgets. It's not even their money. You know what I mean? Go whoever. They, they want to have
0: you back. Yeah. They want to have you back. We,
1: you know, like my one, my one uh one client I work with every week. Yep. I find out he lives 10 minutes from me. We were already working for a year. I didn't okay. even, I never even knew. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But we
1: always have the best conversations. Like, you know, we talk about kids and grilling and, you know, it's definitely, just, we talk about definitely. whatever.
0: Definitely. Listen. So now,
1: so now we're on a third season. You know what I mean? We're just, oh, that's great. You know what I mean? Because so he could always go get somebody else, but he's like, I have a good time with my voiceover sessions with James. You know what I mean? So let's just run it back.
0: 100 percent so you find (laughs) those things you know especially with repeat clients that you have in common and it does be it's a it's relationship building so it's you guys it's not just about your voice it really is this is a big piece we are we are running little businesses yeah and uh it, it and it's really can be fun and and you know you might get those clients every now and then that even let you improvise a little because they learn to trust you so much which is which is great, you know. Certain kinds of things for commercials. Um, I want to get to the the imposter uh, blog that will we'll oh yeah, key in and play. But about, right? but yeah. but one thing that just came to my mind, James, and I'm wondering if you get this and yeah. we can talk about the prototype mm-hmm. a little bit. Like when people say, "Hey, we, we're looking for a Morgan Freeman, we're looking for a Tina Fey, we're looking for a <laughs> Sarah Silverman," right? Right. I always right. try and explain that doesn't mean to sound like that person not at all not at
1: all because you're not that person
0: you're not that person
1: you need to sound like the shade of you that's that's closest to that person so
0: it's it's still got to be you right it's got but you can distill it down to an attitude um i had an audition once where i had to (laughs) two spots for the same client one they wanted ellen degeneres and the other they wanted sarah Silverman. Okay. And I was like, whoa, this is interesting. Okay, so how do I distinguish between those two women? And at you, anyone listening to this, I want you to start to think about adjectives describing those those women. So this is what I did. I was like, okay, Sarah Silverman, edgy, sarcastic, storyteller, political, just, you know, cuts to the chase, kind of down, you know, but I don't sound like her, right? Ellen DeGeneres, I was like, funny, Dory. So all all of a sudden I was like, In terms of those three Ps, pitch was going to be more up here, more, you know, higher and sort of like a lot of upward inflection for Ellen. And then for Sarah, I was down. Well, of course, I booked the Sarah one, not the Ellen one. (laughs) But when (laughs) when I got in the session, I asked them, I said, why do you guys do that? And they said, because we got tired of writing everything we wanted. And it was so much easier to pick a prototype and let you bring it.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And that was a great answer.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: Right? So, uh. like, distilling that down. Um, I think this is something that I didn't really totally get at first, this idea of imposter syndrome or, you know, not, not believing in oneself. But I think I like what she talks about with the, you know, not being a perfectionist, right? A perfectionist, if you're trying to be perfect at something, it means that you don't think there's any room for improvement and there's mm. no room for shaping and, and also it just will kill you in a way. Like I'm not going to do it cause I can't be, I can't do it perfectly. Do you ever struggle with that? No. Yeah. I mean, but
1: that's, you know, that's a lesson I learned. I mean, I understand it really goes back to the importance of speed in this industry. Like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't do perfect, but you know, the more shots you take, the better you get at shooting. Yes. And shooting quick. Right. But back to the imposter syndrome, though, I think that's a perfect example of getting in your own way, you know? Oh, yeah. There's plenty of hurdles in your way when you try to do anything in life. So you might as well not also get in your way. It's absolutely a waste (laughs) of energy. You know, this whole self-defeating attitude is living Mm -hmm. rent-free in your head. Right. And it's just not important, especially if if you get booked for something, obviously they want you.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. You got to look at the little wins. Uh, You got to look at those little wins. And, you know, there's all these different categories. And I think it probably happens on some level to, to even bigger actors. Like she mentions Meryl Streep, Mike Myers, you know, there's an element of it. It's just one of those things like, I'm not going to think about that anymore. (laughs) It's a mind shift, you know, state of mind is so important. and so. One thing she talked about too is like get a new script. We can start to tell ourselves stories. Or maybe you stay stuck in that story, that old story you had about like, oh my god, if if James ruminated on the fact that it wasn't his voice on that that Mac,
1: you know, website. Or the Apple
0: commercial, right? If he just stayed there, then he wouldn't be able to move on. You got to just move. You got, you can sit in it for a second, people. Like Yeah, like, you can
1: feel it for a second. Yeah. You can feel it for a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe yeah. set
0: the timer and like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 seconds. Just get, just get and then, it out.
1: If you yeah. got to scream it out, scream it out,
0: you know. Yeah, and there's this Don't whole Don't too idea. hard
1: because you might Don't, lose yeah. your voice doing voiceover, but you know.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. this whole idea of, you know, fake it till you make it. She talks about that too. Um, and that is the idea that you are acting and you can sort of fake it. And doing things like that's why I kind of liked this exercise. Had they not said Sarah Silverman or Ellen DeGeneres, I wouldn't have found those uh, outlets. So that's a way to come up with new ranges in your own voice. You know, that's a fun exercise. That's you true. know, to, to play. You know, something
1: I wanted to add with the imposter syndrome, also. Yes, please. I feel like really when you get to doing voiceover at a high level, um, yep, a lot of it. Really is almost like moving to the side, the ego to the side, and just letting it flow. Yes. Because you get to a point where these technical things just start to be like muscle memory, you know, yeah. all these things. So you need yeah. to be present, but you can't let your ego and your worries and all that. That has to, you have to clear that space. Yeah. You know, it's almost like meditation when you get to that point and you just clear, I was just say that. you know. So now, when I'm here to do voiceover, just like that, that's all I'm doing. That's all I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. And me, James, I'm trying to move out the way and just let mm-hmm. whatever the energy is flow through. Mm-hmm. You know, because the ego bring all these things in. You know, you may be saying, "Am I worthy?" That's one of the questions. That's the wrong question. That's, a, that's yeah. on the other spectrum. That's deep yeah. in ego land. You know what I mean? So totally. we're not.
0: We're,
1: that's not even how this works.
0: I agree so, with that. Yeah. And you know, one of the best things that I did for myself to was during the pandemic when, you know, I couldn't travel as much or do anything, mm-hmm. I recorded an audiobook. And I'm not saying that that is my goal to only record audiobooks, but it was fiction. I got to play like 45 different characters mm. from seven different countries. It was super challenging. And you know what I loved the most about it? What's that? I had to get in the booth every day and do it for a little bit of time. Yeah. 350 pages. I had to turn 22 chapters in. The author had to give me some feedback. You know, it was a process. But the doing, there's nothing better. Nancy Wilson talked about that on the blog a couple of weeks ago about the best way to get out of your own way is just get in and do it some more, go audition more, Uh, you know, and voices.com can give you access those, those outlets to lots of auditioning. we got to do it. we got to keep, so it's kind of like a painter. My grandmother was a a fine artist and she Mm -hmm. had a studio downstairs. And I come to find out in later years that she wouldn't make the beds, left dishes in the sink and she'd go paint because she was an artist. And I kind of think we're the same. This is our studio. You know, it's our art studio too. Yeah. The recording studio. hmm And when you turn that to dollars, even better.
1: <laughs> yeah. All that thinking, that is see, see, because you're talking about action. Yes. There's a difference. A difference between thinking about negativity yeah. and taking decisive action in a direction.
0: Thinking or, that is
1: wasted energy.
0: Or well, we're not thinking, all thinking. You know what I mean? No. Thinking but you could all. be thinking you, you think sometimes, yeah. this, and I think this gets into imposter syndrome too, James. Yeah. When you think so much about something that you almost have the feeling like you did it already, and then you forget to take the action to go get the thing that you really want because you've been thinking about it so much, you know?
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, because it took the same amount of energy to sit there and <laughs> worry about it. I mean, my coach was, we were talking about sorting through auditions. Yep. And she was like, you know, some of these auditions, the time you took to think about it and email your manager back you probably could have just done it <laughs> right. i'm like
0: that's a good point
1: center so wasting point. all this energy like, how about we just g- let's just not do that
0: let's just not do that let's not do so that so there that last thing is visualize success you know manifesting is a rage but because it's onto something you know you talked about this before visualizing yourself as a successful voice actor and taking action to make it so. Mm -hmm. So don't let imposter syndrome get you down. Think about the things that are successes and focus on those. And they might be smaller at first. You know, they might be, I just sent the audition in. I just sent my first audition in. That might be a success. Yeah. You know, and that's where that pro members area in the community, you can talk about that. And then the next thing might be somebody liked it. On Voices.com. And the next thing might be, I got a, I got a booking.
1: There you go. You got to take An those event-o. steps.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And a Venmo. Don't forget about that. But Don't yeah. forget about You know, because even the longest journeys start with one step, right? So. Yeah.
0: Every journey begins with a baby step. Yeah. You
1: got to get to it.
0: Love it. Well, again, uh, it was such a treat talking to you. James Seawood right. at JamesSeawood.com. If you want to hear some of the things he's been up to in his very, very, successful voiceover career it's so fun to talk to you and if you you. want to hear more about our programs and even just getting an evaluation or watching a webinar an introduction to voiceover webinar you can reach out on well to my web uh, my email of course justine at such a voice.com i'm available on those places like linkedin as well last name spelled r-e-i-s-s and if you really wanna take a class, you can go to suchavoice.com forward slash Justine and sign up for a webinar. And we would love to hear from you, hear you read. Everybody that takes a class is offered an evaluation and that's part of class. Um, and we really wanna hear hear you so we can talk about your journey.